This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 136, Through the Lens of Peace. Hey everybody, I'm Becky Higgins, and with me is my friend and co-host Becky Proudfit. Well, hello. Who I want to thank for helping make a positive impact on... My marriage. <laughs> You're welcome. Listen, I've just been thinking a lot about what we talked about in that episode a couple episodes ago, and it'll come up a little bit, I think, in this episode, but it's just, there's good things happening when you apply the, um, the nudges that you feel, like right? put into action what you're feeling like you might need to slightly adjust or course correct in your life. Well, it's good. I, I feel like I have to ask you the question, like, yeah. what did you do with those nudges? It's all about, for me right now, I'm like honing in on what that roadmap looks like Mm -hmm. and not only sharing that with David, but asking for his roadmap. This is not like a once and done, like, this is not like date night. This is like where I'm in the process of like really thinking about and discovering for this many years, like I thought I knew my specific needs, but I'm being more thoughtful about it than I was before Yeah, so that I can be more specific with him of like, here's the actual roadmap and you do Mm -hmm. so much of this well, and this is where I need to be better about spelling things out. Mm -hmm. And also you're my partner in this. Like I want your roadmap. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's where, well, and I'm assuming where where I was leading you to, because that's what I was doing is you wrote it down, right? Like when you listen to it, you spent time writing down what was important to you. Like you always tell people at the end of every episode, whatever is pricking your heart, whatever is like really resonating with you, write it down because clearly it's something that you need to consider. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. You know what else is so good? What? The kind things that people say about our podcast on iTunes. (laughs) I know that we gush, but it is like my favorite. All right. What's one? Okay. So here's one and it's titled gratitude. Okay. And again, if this is your review, so if you are R.A. Connor, R.A. Connor, whatever it is, um, go ahead and shoot the BH a DM and she's going to hook a sister up. Sure will. Okay. All right. Ready? So here's the review. I'm relatively new to podcasts. I wanted to find something to listen to that would add an element of positivity to my day. I happened upon Cultivate a Good Life and it's exactly what I was yearning for. I appreciate the mindfulness you both put into each episode. I've come to value your insights and I appreciate your willingness to openly discuss your Christian beliefs. That's not an that's not always an easy thing to do in our current climate, but I feel it is so important. I also trust your podcast recommendations. Product. Oh, product. Isn't that so cool and specific? That is very cool. I know, like products, right? After listening to your holiday gift guide, oh, warms my heart, I purchased the Force of Nature cleaning system, which you guys is the best thing on earth, the portable UV cell phone sanitizer, and the Betty's pajamas. Well, those are three things that are awesome. I love them all and would not have even known about them without your research. Thank you for taking the time to uplift others. And thank you for sharing your personal experiences to help me and many others who listen each week. I also have to add that I loved the podcast with Natalie Postel. Just wow. What an inspiration. Oh, she sure is. Oh, you the heck know she is. Oh my goodness. She's the best ever. Those episodes with Natalie Postel, if you need to go back not too long ago. But Just she was weeks. on um, with she was on episodes one twenty eight, one twenty nine, and then we had her back for one thirty one, 
powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm still thinking about the things that I've learned from her and I just love it. Oh, I love her. So we're so grateful that it means something to you guys as well. And we always appreciate those reviews. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, so good. All right. Let's keep moving forward with a quick word from this week's sponsor. Sometimes we find ourselves feeling off. Maybe you feel like there's more for you to do and you're reaching towards that purpose. Maybe you feel like you've lost yourself and aren't even sure what you want anymore. You might have chronically been putting yourself at the bottom of the very long list of people to take care of, but you're not really sure how to change that. I've been there and I can tell you that what you need isn't more time, it's more clarity. I'm here to help give you tools to uncover what it is you want and then turn that inspiration into inspired action. Clarity Coaching is all about digging to the core of who you are, what drives you, what makes you feel fulfilled, and what your unique gifts are. Once we understand who we truly are and what brings us a feeling of happiness and alignment, we have a foundation to build on. Clarity Coaching is all about understanding what makes you tick, recognizing and understanding your blind spots, and helping to frame trauma we have experienced in our lives. It's about becoming one with yourself again, becoming emotionally self-reliant, and blissfully free to cultivate your very best life. My role as your coach is to help you uncover what is already inside of you and give you tools and skills so that you are able to confidently bring your whole and glorious self to your life. My goal is to help you have tools so that you can take your rightful spot as the hero in your own story. You'll be able to cultivate better and more meaningful relationships, process trauma and past wounds healthfully, seek out and create opportunity, and take inspired action that you feel called to take. If we don't get clarity on who we are and what we want, we don't have a sure foundation. We can build on top of it, but there will be cracks, unsteadiness, unrest. With a rock-solid understanding of ourselves, we build things on top of our foundation that brings us peace, connection, and deep and lasting happiness. I can't speak highly enough of Becky as a coach. She will help you to create a roadmap for more joy, more connection, and more inspiration in your life. To apply for coaching, head to beckyproudfit.com and click on Clarity Coaching. Well, Beck, I hope that I can articulate my thoughts today in a way that makes sense to someone listening. Um, you and will. I, well, thank you for that confidence. But you know how sometimes something just, it's brewing in your heart. You've been thinking about it and pondering about it a lot, a lot, a lot. And you're like, but I'm not even sure how to like get the words out to make sense to share this with someone else. Do you know what I think the articulation <laughs> of that is? is what is you, that? You receive direct inspiration from God of eternal truth that needs to be spoken and you're the vehicle that needs to speak it. But like, but it's not going to be up to me, but our vehicle, <laughs> our vehicle in our humanity is imperfect. Mm -hmm. Right. And so yes. we just don't ever want to stand in the way yeah. of what needs to be spoken. That's a but great back, way to articulate back, it. Yeah. The only thing that we need to be the vehicle is our willingness. Okay. And well, I'm are 100% willing <laughs> and a hundred percent prepared that I am. Let me willing. just coach you through that for a minute. <laughs> Thank you for that. You moment. are absolutely prepared. <gasps> I don't know if I'm prepared and I don't want to make it too big of a deal. I, but I am willing, I do have a very willing heart and I have felt very impressed that this was the thing to talk about today. Um, mostly 
as always for myself, because this was the thing that I, that impressed me personally and that I wanted to work on and work through. Mm. And then it got to the point where I was like, oh, this is supposed to be shared. Mm -hmm. So please bear with me as I very imperfectly share some scattered thoughts about, um, about something. So remember back in episode 127, that was goal setting. Okay. There's your hint. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Remember the goal setting episode? Remember? Because that was you. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. It was a really big deal. Remember how oh. we talked about having like a, a word of the year mm-hmm. and how for me, that's never been my thing. Not your right? jam. And then we talked through that. And I don't know if you'll remember this part of the conversation, but as you were helping me unpack something, um, peace came up, right? And, and you even said something like, well, maybe if you did have a, a word yeah, of the yeah. year, do you remember that? Uh-huh. Then maybe it would be peace. And for some reason, after we recorded and I moved on with my life, some reason that, that word kept reaching out to me. Are you telling me you have a word of the year? No. Dang it. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually why I feel like we should be talking about this. Because just because I am not making peace my word of the year, I have decided to open my heart and experiment with choosing to act on the impression that Mm. I've been feeling, which is that peace is a theme, a word, a principle that I needed to thematically like bring, weave more into my life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what that meant. And it doesn't have to have a structure. Even people like me who appreciate organization and structure, it doesn't have to have structure. Who are you? I know. It's like I've totally flipped a switch here. Um, but it's good. And so what I've decided is, okay, well, it's not my word of the year and I'm not going to do that. That's not, it's fine. But what if I do have a word for a month? Mm, a word of the month. Right. But that still sounds too structured. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? Let me just, let me just sit with this. Let me invite this principle into right. my life. I feel like peace as a principle, as a word, is choosing me right now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Totally. I know you know the feeling, right? And so what that means to me and what this looked like after we recorded that episode is I just kept picturing the lenses. I kept picturing the glasses that I'm putting on a pair of glasses and those lenses are peace. They're lenses of peace, meaning that everything that I look at in my life, every way that I act Every way that I treat someone, every way that I think about something, everything is being filtered through the lens of peace. Mm -hmm. And I just, again, it's like it chose me. I didn't, you know, I wasn't seeking after that. It just was like, Becky, this is the thing that you need to be doing right now. And as we always are admonishing you guys to do, act on inspiration. When you feel impressed that you're supposed to do something, do it. Why argue with that, right? So mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't argue with it. Good. <laughs> and what's there to argue about, right? Well, and let's be honest. When you have a feeling like that, you usually can't argue. And what is a silent, silent thought becomes a gentle whisper, becomes mm. a voice, becomes a stern voice, becomes a slap upside the head. That's true. So maybe just listen. <laughs> I actually would love to start with a being a moment of being slapped upside the head in this. Oh dear. No, this is good. Okay. I think you're better than I am about sharing very vulnerable stories that might shed less than pleasant light on yourself. Right. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm trying to hold back. I just right. feel like, I don't know. I well, don't... going back to my driving principle though, when I do that, that, that level of vulnerability and discomfort sets me free, which sure. is what makes me feel yeah. peace. Yeah. 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 So that's exactly. why I do it. Exactly. I need to be better about that. I just, 
Well, let me just go there. <laughs> I am I, so excited to hear what you're about so, to say. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I actually have lots of stories to share. This is kind of a story-based episode because Love I have it. lots of stories and examples to share about different aspects of my life where I've been wearing the pair of glasses, these len- the lenses of peace. So I do want to start with with what not to do. <laughs> okay. Always there, good. Cautionary yeah. tales are good. <laughs> That's right. So there I was. Oh dear. Right. Um, and I was with my boys and I made a mistake and the kind of mistake I made was an intentional choice. I knew what I was doing. Wasn't the very best choice. Not, Mm -hmm. this is nothing. I'm not like, you know, I'm not illegal. (laughs) I, my boys were with me. We were talking through some things and moving through our day and running some errands. And I made a choice and what I did doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. I actually wrote about this on Instagram, but I want to tell you the part I didn't write about. So I made a choice that wasn't ideal. And immediately when I made this choice, I, I knew it was wrong. I right. knew. And I was like, oh, crap, boys. Ugh. And I immediately went into this like, oh, why did I do that? Why did mm-hmm. I do that? What is wrong with me? What is my problem? Mm-hmm. Like, why did I even think that trying to do something the, the simpler way or the faster way was the better way? It's never, that's not. Right. That's not what it is in this case. And, and I made this mistake and I started vocalizing to the boys. What I wasn't vocalizing to the boys is all of the self-deprecating thoughts that I was having. And it was mm-hmm. awful. I'm so stupid. Like, why would I do that? And I just, I just was so beating myself up over this mistake that I made, this choice that I made. I immediately thought about the episode with Natalie Postel and how she has been teaching us and coaching us about the power of our thoughts which we know, but it's the way Natalie speaks about it that for me has resonated so deeply. And the episode, by the way, with Natalie is episode 131, Heal Your Body With Thoughts. So make sure you check that out. We'll link to it in the show notes, okay? So Natalie's in my head at this point, and immediately I'm I'm able to change my thoughts from, you're so dumb. Why did you do that? What is wrong with you? What were you thinking to? Oh, and here's another thing I was saying to myself. You think of yourself as a woman of virtue, of integrity. Like, who do you think you are? Like, these were literally the words in my head. Right. And with Natalie then stepping into my head, and honestly, God's influence in my life Mm -hmm. also, I was able to turn those thoughts to, yes, you are a woman of integrity who made a mistake. You made a mistake. You knew it was wrong. You made it because you're human. Right. You are immediately doing everything that you can to correct it, mm-hmm. including probably the most important thing. You are openly discussing with your boys yeah, and because they're with you, like telling them, okay, this is what I was thinking. Now this is what I'm thinking. This is why it's wrong. And meanwhile, my boys are like, what is even the big deal? Right. Like, it really wasn't a big deal mm-hmm. to me. I was dying inside, dying because it just felt so wrong. And it was, again, it's so dumb and it's irrelevant what happened, but it was so, it was absolutely taking up all of my energy. Here's the point. I felt such a lack of peace because of a choice that I made. Mm-hmm. And it felt icky. It felt uncomfortable. It felt, it felt like I just, I knew better, right? And the reason I'm sharing this is because I was already working on looking through my life with the lens of peace. Mm-hmm. And yet here I was, And I'm so, I have to tell you, not only did my heart turn around when I was able to kind of put those new thoughts in my head, like, yes, 
you're imperfect. Welcome. Remember, you're human. And it's <laughs> you're not fine. a robot. Yay. <laughs> yes. And you have taught your boys something very valuable that they'll probably never forget. Totally. Maybe they'll even speak about it from the pulpit one day. In with, for being vulnerable and for <laughs> yeah. being admitting when you've done something wrong sure. and being okay with it. Yeah. Yes. Like all of those things that were not about justifying and more about, okay, you are clearly learning what you needed to learn from this experience. And also as a reminder, just because you have a goal and you're working toward it doesn't mean that you're not going to fail. Failure and missteps and mistakes are all part of the human experience. So I, I feel you know, full circle and weeks later, I feel very grateful for that experience because it, it humbled me. It reminded me of like, you know, keeping myself in check. I think sometimes we have those experiences too, because maybe your boys needed that behavior modeled for them mm-hmm. of what to do when you make a mistake. Yeah. Maybe you're right. And, and maybe, maybe the that's whole all point. Of, and that's the thing is we, I mean, even look at Adam and Eve, like, right. There were things that were necessary that had to happen for them to progress. And sometimes we're allowed to fall for a greater purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. And it gives a little more context to like, okay, that can be a very positive learning and dare I say necessary experience, not just for you, but for your boys. And I, and I fully got to that point where, where I agree with you. And I know that, and I feel at peace about it now. The reason I wanted to start off with that story is because the lack of peace that I felt from a choice an intentional choice that I made was, it was, it's, why, why did I do that? Right. And so is it worth not having that peace? Right. For me, it was a learning experience. I needed to have that day and that moment and probably for my boys, for myself, all of the things. But what I'm trying to illustrate with that story, with that, that example is that when I am doing a good job at, at living my life and making my choices through the lens of peace, and I make choices that are going to keep peace in my life, everything is just a lot smoother. Hmm. The reason why we have commandments, for example, is to protect us from, from this kind of stuff, right? Totally. I think people get confused about that. They think it's like a test or it's like, or that it's boundaries to limit you or no, no, no. It literally is just to keep you from the crappy natural consequences of some of these choices. That is it right there. The natural consequence of that situation was that I felt sick in my stomach. And I, and again, it's just so not a big deal, but it just put a pit in my stomach. And then what happened? It consumed my thoughts Mm. for like two hours. It was just all I could think about it. And now what was I not doing? I was, my mind wasn't free to creatively be thinking about the thing that I wanted to think about that afternoon. I was definitely not connecting with my boy. I I mean, I did connect with my boys about the situation, but then you know, they You're were preoccupied. Back. I from was other things. very preoccupied. Right. Okay. Now let's move into much happier stories. Yay. I want to now share what, how this has impacted my life, what this has looked like from like a, um, a, a very tactile standpoint in my life as I look through my experiences with the lens of peace. So let's think about the everyday. Let's think about something that we all do. We all wake up in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. And Like a lot of people, my mornings look like hitting the ground running. And that can look like a lot of different things. I know some people are very intentional with their morning routines. We have a whole episode on morning routines. Um, But whatever that looks like, that rhythm that I was in of hitting the ground running was fine. But because I'm wearing the lens of peace, Mm -hmm. I wanted to see what would happen if I, instead of alarm going off and moving about my day, what would happen if I literally laid there? that I just laid in my bed for 10 minutes. Hmm. I didn't read. I didn't write. I didn't study. I didn't 
do yoga. I didn't go hike the mountain. I didn't jump in the shower. I didn't get going with all those things. What would happen if I just laid there? And what would I be doing? Pondering. Mm. I laid there and I pondered. And when I say this past tense, this has actually been my morning routine for the past little while. That sounds, can I be honest? That sounds really hard. It's and Because and, one of the things I pride myself right. on is like, get up, get moving, cook the breakfast, do the hair, mm-hmm. do the things, mm-hmm. read the scriptures. Mm-hmm. That would be a challenge. Well, good. I Then I invite you to Dang consider it. the possibility. Why did I open that door to invitation? I know. Now I need to do it well, because I'm I so uncomfortable. Here's the deal, right? Because it's so uncomfortable, but you just don't know until you try, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. if it's something that could potentially be a good thing, is there a downside to this? There is not. There is not. Correct. And so if you are curious what that might look like for you, and please don't misunderstand, I'm not sharing a formula that I think everyone should do this. I'm just saying for me, I'm the type of person that laying there peacefully and pondering for 10 minutes, I don't zonk back out and I'm tired in the morning like most people, mm-hmm. but like I, it, it is working for me and I am just pondering. I'm not trying to go through my to-dos of the day. I'm just pondering about anything, anything that slips into my mind. And then I can go into a more prayerful situation where I'm actually praying. You know, that again, that works for me. It's almost like you're creating space. You are creating space. That's exactly what you're doing. And it's worth experimenting with the idea of creating that space in place of going immediately to some of the the things that... The productivity. Yeah, the productivity. Or for some people, it's not productivity. It might be open my phone, Mm. look at the news feed, look at social media, check my inbox, do those things where really you're just falling into other people's agendas if you think of it that way. Right. Right. And so try it. It's, I'm gonna. it's a thought. I am going to try it's it. It's a thought. And the reason why this is relevant to the topic is because when I am wearing the lens of peace and I'm looking at my life through that lens, mm-hmm. I have felt more peaceful by establishing my day with a 10 minutes worth of lying in my bed a little longer and starting it off on that note. Now let's talk about parenting for a moment. Okay. You, you will appreciate this because you know and love my daughter Claire so much. Love her to death. Remember that one time she has told you and has told me, I wish my mom would just yell at me. Remember that? She very much told me that. <laughs> and I was like, what? What child says this, right? Not mine, because well, they get their wish. I right. tell you what. <laughs> right. And I'm not, I'm not a yeller. So let me just yeah. kind of disclaim by just saying that's not my natural, that's not, it's not who I am. I'm not a yeller. So that's fine. That's nice. I right? think, I think the good way to say too, because we always think yelling, like I don't like berate my kids and scream in their faces. And of course not. You don't have, you do not have an exaggerated vocal bone in your body. <laughs> Like you, I don't know how to one, raise of, my voice. one of our secrets, I don't know how to raise my she voice. doesn't, when she calls the kids, down, let me show you what it sounds like. So when I call my kids, I'm like, I'm going to go back. So I'll no, you go, go way back or put your, I'll say kids, it's time for dinner. Come on, let's go. Thank you for stepping hey, back. This is what Becky does. I have to get much closer. <laughs> I kid you not. This is exactly what it sounds like. Kids, it's time for dinner. Kiddos, come on up. That's exactly what okay, it sounds like. Stop. It's stop. It's not true. I have 100% tried. true. <laughs> okay, so I don't yell at my kids. I definitely have, you know, we do lectures and, you know, I'll I'll <laughs> I'll get firm with them when I need to or whatever, but I'm I'm not a yelling mom. Well, Claire has expressed, she's 15 at the time, 
And she has expressed that some, she's like, I just wish that sometimes you would just yell at me and just like, she wants to see that passion out of you. She really does. Uh She really, and my passion is not, that's not how I deliver it. The reason I'm bringing this example up is because I genuinely feel peace in my motherhood, in my mothering style, because I'm not a yeller. Mm -hmm. That's not saying yelling is good or bad, better, better, not better. Like it's, that's not what, I mean, I think we can argue like screaming at your children is not good. Probably not a good idea. Not productive and not good. Right. But for me... Screaming in a pillow, productive. Screaming yes, at children, not productive. True. That's true. But I've really taken to heart what Claire said because I'm like, maybe I should. Maybe I should just like freak her out one time <laughs> and just like scream in her face just because she wants that. She, She's building you the roadmap to love her. She so is. Just- she is. And the thing is, is I... I, I don't, that doesn't feel peaceful to me. Right. So that doesn't feel true to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to do it. Right. So do you see what I'm saying? And dare I say, I, I don't think Claire wants to be screamed at either. Uh, she, I think she she's just, think she I think that. she's just trying to figure out what she wants. Oh, uh, maybe. Okay. Now let me move into marriage. You ready for this? Okay. This is fun. Okay. So remember a couple of episodes ago? Yes. When you did that amazing episode on marriage. Yes. And what people don't realize is that the night before we recorded, mm-hmm. you sent me a text and you're like, I have completely changed my mind on what the topic's going to be that we're recording tomorrow. I'm feeling so inspired. And I'm like, great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Like we love to act on inspiration. And you said, I just need you to think of this one story. What mm-hmm. was it? What was my assignment? Um, a, a story like in your marriage, a time where you felt misunderstood. Okay. Perfect. Simple assignment, right? Mm-hmm. I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And I kept thinking about it. And I was like, uh, surely I have felt misunderstood. Why am I having a hard time coming up with a story? Mm-hmm. And all these other examples started kind of stirring up of like other emotions, but mm-hmm. feeling misunderstood was not an example I could give. And I'm like, hmm. well, that's not a good, that's, I can't give that to Becky on the episode. <laughs> I can't tell Cause I, I don't want it to sound like, Oh, we have a perfect marriage. I've never been misunderstood. Right. Because yeah. that's not the truth. And yet what you asking me that question, which by the way, never came up in the episode. And I'm sorry about that. I don't know how he missed it. I don't know how either, but I was really glad you asked me why it's the reason I give people prompts on my modern story. When someone prompts you to think about something, you will find what you're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. So I was looking for a time that I felt misunderstood so I could meaningfully contribute to the conversation. And then it hit me. I don't have a memory of feeling misunderstood because I really don't feel misunderstood in my marriage. Mm -hmm. I feel a lot of other things. There are plenty of examples I can give on like, I felt underappreciated or I felt whatever. I... I don't feel misunderstood in my marriage. So I decided to turn to David and say, so, Be- so Becky has this idea for the episode tomorrow. And she wants me to think of a time that I felt misunderstood. He's like, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I don't get your head all big, right. but I can't think of a specific story. Why am I sharing this here? Because you prompting me to think about a time I felt misunderstood led me to realize what a blessing that it is that I actually don't feel that aspect of my marriage Mm -hmm. is really good. Mm -hmm. Like I really feel not misunderstood, which then led me to remember, we will look, we will find what we're looking for. So instead of keeping going and digging more and trying to seek for the thing that I was initially trying to find, I decided to then just turn it to what felt a lot more peaceful, which is holy cow. I'm so 
grateful Mm -hmm. that that part of our marriage is so, so good that David truly does do a good job of not misunderstanding. And in fact, if anything, it made me even more aware of how that is a weakness for me. I misunderstand David a whole lot more than I think he misunderstands Mm. me. And then it made me go inward into a really good place of not shame, but like, oh, remember Becky, that you were working on that. You were working on being less defensive when you weren't understanding where he was coming from. Mm -hmm. And so then it brought me back to this place of progression. Mm. I'm making progress. And so that feels so peaceful to me to recognize and appreciate and honor the things that are good in my life. I, I always will advocate for gratitude practices. Like Mm -hmm. whatever you can find to be grateful for is going to be good. So I feel more peace in my marriage because of you prompting me to think about something that then circled into all these other thoughts. And it is all through the lens of peace. I'm choosing that right. Instead of digging, you're looking for evidence of peace rather than the evidence of turmoil turmoil which because it all exists right Right, like it all coexists together right exactly so let's move from parenting and marriage into work okay let's talk about some work things Mm -hmm. where my lens my lens of peace okay well I can I just pause really yeah I think it's important too I think one of the systematic problems we have is sometimes we like delineate our life so where there's like work us Mm -hmm. and home us Mm -hmm. and spouse us And I think that that kind of delineated living leads to a lot of lack of peace. Mm, And so I love that you're talking about all these different areas of your life, but still under the umbrella of your, of your life. That's right. You can't be showing up as a frantic individual at work and be cultivating peace at home. Like it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Like it, you have, it has to be across the board because spoiler alert, you're a human being and all these things are actually you. That's right. That's right. You are one person having all these different Mm-hmm. experiences. So with work, work's really important to me. I love, I love my work, right? Yeah. And I try to make, I try to make good choices consistently with my work. And sometimes I feel like I get a curveball of, of how to move forward in a certain situation that I'm like, wait, whoa, is that the right thing? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to share something that I didn't know if I was going to share and I'm going to, okay. it affects both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we, as many of you guys have heard, we planned for a year to have another Becky week at Movara. It was happening in January of this year. Did you ever hear anything about it? <laughs> I sure did. Did anyone yeah. hear any, like <laughs> any sharing about that? Mm-hmm. No, because we didn't go. What happened? A uh, pandemic. Right. Mm-hmm. So even though we had booked it so far out and knew that we were safe, right? New with air quotes. We knew, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? By January. It's almost a year later. We're totally going to be in the clear. Yeah. And then the numbers start climbing, right? And mm-hmm. the cases start going up and the statistics and the data and everything is telling us logically, this is probably not the best idea to host and gather and bring people in from all over the nation into so Movara to just to make sure that I'm clear about this. They do everything right that every business should Absolutely. be doing in a pandemic. They are making everything as safe as possible for the guests. They're amazing. I've actually been quite impressed. They've not had big outbreaks. It's been great. Mm-hmm. So it had nothing to do with Movara and had everything to do with the discomfort in a not good way um, of us sanctioning a big gathering like that Mm -hmm. with 60 people coming from all over the country. I bring it up with you. You had had some similar feelings. We both like synonymously around the same time had that around the same time. We were both feeling like this doesn't feel right, but, but wait, the commitment is there. What do we do? And at the end of the day, to summarize a very long story, it was heart wrenching 
Like for, for us, all of us, all of us, for us to even like get on that phone call with our dear friends at Bavara and say, we are not feeling like this is what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. We want to encourage people to go if they still want to go. We want to encourage people to stay home if they feel like they want to stay home. We want to be supportive of everyone's decisions, but we do not feel right. After a year of planning, of pouring our heart into this, it does not feel right to go. I'm sharing this because we sleep at night with absolute peace in our minds, knowing that that was what was supposed to happen. Even though it was extremely, extremely gut-wrenchingly hard. difficult. Yes. And also we were filled with peace. And that's the key. And that's the reason I want to share this is sometimes the choices that we make are so difficult. And sometimes it's not even about a right and a wrong. Sometimes it's, it's that feeling of trusting yourself or trusting God, or trusting your instincts, or trusting your gut to know what you're doing and how you're moving forward is exactly the way it needs to be, even if you don't know why. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's what it is. Sometimes we know the what, we know exactly what needs to happen. We don't always know why. I have already uncovered, and won't go into all of it, I have already uncovered for myself several reasons why that was not supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And the people who still went were supposed to be there. We did live gatherings with them, virtual live gatherings. The people who were supposed to stay home were supposed to stay home, you know? Mm, Totally. So hard though, right, Beck? Wasn't that so hard? It was hard because you, and the thing is with this feeling of peace and, and, and this kind of like other knowingness of how to, how to gain the peace, it's hard because logically you can argue yourself into a knot. Because there is no right and wrong. That's right. There only is impression. There's only inspiration. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, and you have to let that peace be your guiding force. And that's the whole, that's the point, right? That's the theme that I'm trying to work into my life is I can choose A or B or C or D, E, F, G. I can choose all, all these right. choices. Right. Maybe none of them are wrong. Maybe right. they're all right. But at the end of the day, if I am to feel at peace with the way I'm making my choices... I have to go with that. Mm-hmm. I have to go with that. Um, let's talk about relationships, okay. all different kinds of relationships, right? Mm-hmm. I have been feeling really nervous about broaching a topic with people that we care about. Again, the specifics aren't relevant at all, but I've just kind of been feeling icky and unsure about it. And you know why? Hmm. Nothing's actually happened. It's a narrative in my head of mm-hmm. what I think is going to happen, mm-hmm. how I think they're going to perceive us how I think they're going to feel about us when I broach this difficult topic. So what I'm choosing again, Natalie, in my mind and my heart all the time is, okay, but what if my thoughts sound a little bit more like, this might be a little sticky to bring up and we love these people and they love us and we care about each other. We respect each other. Also, we're all really smart and mature. Right. And so actually it will be really interesting to see how this all unfolds. And I have every bit of confidence that we're all going to handle it really well and let's move forward. Right. Totally. So that application feels a lot more peaceful Mm -hmm. than my old way of my thoughts, my, that narrative I make up in my head. That's not serving me. Right. The narrative is not a peace inducing narrative. Mm -mm. Also, just because it's a narrative doesn't make it true. Right. Correct. It's just fear. It's just fear playing. It's fear robbing us of our peace is Mm -hmm. what it is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Let's talk about documenting. Shall we? Let's do it. Okay. So I don't know about you. Okay. But when it comes to documenting, which is so important to me, some people, some people will say, yes, it's important to me as well. I'm not putting action out there. 
I'm not actually doing it, but I feel you. I get it. Documenting is important, right? A lot of people can probably vouch for that. Mm -hmm. But for me, I actually do it. I do a lot of documenting and that's great. But there's been one aspect of my documenting that I've been terrible at. And it really has been recent. I'm shocked. Okay, come on. And appalled. (laughs) You should be appalled that my 12-year-old doesn't even have a scrapbook at all, ever. Not one. Not a single page. Okay, so here's the thing. Let's get to the nuts and bolts of what I'm talking about. I've been feeling the mom guilt that so many people feel, um, especially moms who are like, I really have done nothing with my kids stuff, right? Mm -hmm. That feels icky to me because especially it's my profession and my passion and I do this and why haven't I, why have I gotten so behind, Mm -hmm. right? You know what feels icky to me? Tell me. Both the guilt of doing it and the nausea inducing anxiety of trying to figure out how the crap to do it and not lose my mind. Okay. Well, you know, I've got your back in that. Amen. And hallelujah. That's that's coming. And that's the point of me bringing this example up is I, again, it's the shift in my thoughts. It's looking through the lens of peace. Okay. If I feel angst about this and I feel guilty and I feel like, Oh, why haven't I done? Like, why have I been waiting so long? Mm -hmm. I decided to put on those glasses and go, Oh, you know, it feels really good. Hmm. The fact that I know how to take one step forward without feeling like I'm eating the whole elephant. Do the next right, right thing. That's right. I wrote about that the other day. I know. Like, it was so that's good. all we can do. That's all you can do. And you know what the next right thing was for me to do? What? Start. Like actually start pulling this stuff out and picking up where I left off. Now I'm in a unique position because I'm teaching people how to do this. So mm-hmm. it's not just me getting caught up. It's me getting caught up and also helping thousands of other people because I'm formulating a course series around this, right? To save so us all. <laughs> I'm saving you all. It's fine. It's going to be great. We're going to hold hands. We're going to make it through. The reason why this is so relevant is because I have felt so much personal peace as a mom, as a documenter, as a documenting mom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who has now taken feeling, taken those feelings of guilt or even shame. And instead of just wallowing in that, I'm like, well, I do know how to take a step forward. You know how it happens? You actually do it. You actually you take take, the you step stop planning forward. the step and buying the shoes and That's figuring right. out what socks you're going to wear and, and you just take No, the you step. just actually go, yeah. right? And so peace of mind. And guess how much peace of mind I have now? How oh, much? It feels really good. Well, please give some to me. Uh, you're going to... I'm not there yet wait. with the children's books. <laughs> just you wait. Well, by the time this airs, you actually might have a completely different story to share. Oh, I hope so. So just saying, that's all. I'm looking forward to that peace. Oh, it's coming. Don't you even worry. You know where else I have felt peace is in my physical space. Now, we mm. all have those drawers or cupboards or closets or corners where you're just like, it bugs you every day. And one of such spaces happens to exist behind you every time we record. And every day it stares me at the face and I'm like in my face and I'm like, why, why have I let that cluttered corner exist there? I know I don't like clutter. I hate the feeling like, Mm -hmm. why not just take care of it? So you know what I did? I just took care of it instead of being bugged. It does look lovely in here. (laughs) I mean, it's just a cleaned up corner. But the point is like, that's so silly and it seems so like insignificant, but truly even in your physical space, let's say you reach in that same drawer every single day, twice a day to brush your teeth. And -hmm. you're just staring at a clutter of like hair accessories that you haven't touched in 14 years. I ask you, why are they there? Could you take three and a half minutes to quickly just throw away all the things that you literally never use and just clear that physical space and it really doesn't have to become a project? The answer is yes. Yes, you can do that. Mm. Will you consider it? 
Duh. Okay. Yeah. Let's course. talk about your mental space. Okay. So Ooh, that's a toughie. Sometimes we feel like I wish I could just open the drawer and throw out things. That would be so great. <laughs> The stuff that you're hanging on to in your head. The like 10 years of right? stuff that you're like, the scrunchies you never, I just want to throw those puppies out of my brains. It sounds so easy. Maybe, maybe the point is that that's a good place to start so that then you can move into some of the mental clutter right. that you can get rid of. So for example, I'm not going to go deep in like emotional stuff, right? I'm talking yeah. about what's taking up space in your mind. So like maybe you have some projects that you have really good intentions of starting mm-hmm. or finishing. You did start it. You haven't finished it. Could it be possible that maybe just letting go of those midway projects or projects that you're never going to get done? Like, can we just let them go? Well, I think the key there is like recognizing when guilt is the driver for that headspace and ask yourself, like, is that project still the right thing? Right. I right. think that's what you're getting at is being like, find out what is still the right thing, what is still peace inducing and mm-hmm. spend your action like opportunity cost on those things and letting the other things go. Right. And you know what that looks like is just consistent reassessment. Yeah. Because you're an evolving human and you're not a robot and you're constantly changing and constantly moving through your life, constantly reassessing what matters to me. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot, but I know you have the answer. What does that look like? So say that I have like all this guilt, which culturally that happens or Mm -hmm. expectation wise that happens or what you think you should do. You know, all these things play into why we have these things we don't finish, but feel like we should. Mm -hmm. How does one figure out what is the right should? What is the, no, this is the right thing. And that's something I don't need to do. Like, what does that look like? I'm not sure I have an answer for that, but I can illustrate with an example and it might be too simple. No, I think it's probably going to be perfect. Years ago, I bought a a three foot by three foot canvas Mm -hmm. and I bought it with the intention of doing a messy oil painting of my BH logo. Hmm. Just a fun project. I'm a creative, right? So it was just a fun, it was a fun project. It was meant to hang in our office at the time because we had an office Mm -hmm. and it was such a fun idea. I got, I got the, um, I got the, the canvas, I got the paint got the supplies. I have a picture of me sitting on the floor working on the pencil outline of it. I'm going to post it in connection with this episode. That's what okay. I'll do. Cause I actually know where this picture is. Mm-hmm. I got to that point and then I didn't get to the painting point because hashtag life, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just didn't happen. So then I kind of, well now it's in the way. So I'll, I'll stick it in that closet. We clean out that closet. Uh, now I'll stick it in the garage, mm-hmm. come across it again. And I'm like, why do I still have this? Yeah, but it was, I mean, this is a big canvas. I can't just throw it. Can't just throw it. And also like, that's my logo, which by the way, ended up changing. (laughs) Ended up changing because again, rebranding is part of evolution. And, um, and I can't, I can't answer the question because I don't know what finally pushed me over to like the, sorry to summarize in such simplicity with three little words, but let it go. Like there was one day where I'm like, I can actually let this go. It's a pencil. Like I can donate the canvas. I don't need this sitting in my garage. I don't need this anymore. And this is before I rebranded, by the way. This is before mm-hmm. I changed my logo. Could I have still done it? Yes, but why? Mm-hmm. What was my purpose then? I had a yeah. good idea. Was it still serving you? It wasn't serving me anymore. Right. The idea was fun, you know, because I love branding mm-hmm. and I love my company. I love this work. I thought it was a fun symbol in the office. But then, but then when I thought about it again a few years later, I'm like, but for what? Like right. what? Why? I, if I want to paint... If creativity is an outlet I'm looking for, it doesn't need to be this 
logo to hang in the office. You, you know what I mean? Right. So I didn't answer your question, but that illustrated how for me, it just was letting it go period. The end. Well, I just think asking yourself the question of, okay, why am I doing this? What is my purpose? And does that purpose still bring value to my life? Right. 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 And, and while there's lots of things that can always bring value, the cost of the unfinished project was probably greater than the value it would bring to your life. Okay. Let's remember the point that I was making at the beginning of that. It was taking up mental space. That's what it was doing for me. I did. It was this clutter. It was a lovely idea. It was fine, Mm -hmm. but it was taking up space and it was bugging me every time I saw it. Like it was just clutter. And why am I hanging on to this? Right. And why am I more importantly, why am I hanging on to the idea that I need to finish something just because I started it? Right. So clear up some mental space and let go of some of the things that you, that no longer serve you. I'm shocked you didn't pivot and paint a hand painted portrait of our podcast cover. Uh, I mean, I love you. <laughs> That's my response. I'm just kidding. I mean, I could. Just I could. teasing. Just well, teasing. I actually, I actually want to wrap up there. I mean, I really, I wanted to make this a little bit of a shorter episode and give you just some, some food for thought. These stories seem to be a little bit all over the place, but obviously what they have in common is that I'm trying to run everything through the filter of peace right now. And it's changing me. It's helpful to me. It's serving me. I don't need peace to be my word of the year, but I'm sitting with a theme for a month, for six weeks, whatever it ends up being. I'm not putting a parameter on it. For as long as it brings you peace. Peace? Ah, Ah. nice. (laughs) I like that. And you know what? This could be something that in a month or two, I might feel like, you know what? I feel like Mm -hmm. I get this. It's a part of who I am. So now what word will find me? Right. You know, maybe it'll be something else. And so I'm playing with that. But obviously the principles that I've been sharing, especially as they apply to um, peace and Mm -hmm. filtering everything through the lens of peace, it can apply to preparedness. It Mm -hmm. can apply to finances, physical well-being, mental and emotional well-being, your spirituality, involvement in hobbies, how you spend your time. Like literally every area of your life can be looked at through a lens of peace you can run everything through that filter. And so my thought with you, or just to kind of leave with you, is maybe what you needed to feel today was specifically about peace, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or maybe what you needed to feel is the idea of if you, if you can sense a theme or a word or a specific lens that you need to be looking through at your life right now, maybe like let that sit with you bring that into your picture, bring that into your story and filter everything through that. I don't even have examples. Love comes to mind. Maybe everything can be filtered through love, right? Whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like for you. So now what? I'm going to be sitting with this filter. I'm going to let my mind be open to maybe the possibility of another word um, down the road. And I just invite you that if you are feeling compelled to experiment with this idea of taking the theme of peace into your life, that's great. Even if you're just curious about how it might make a difference over the course of the next week, even right. Like it doesn't, that's what my point is. It doesn't have to be this overarching month long, Mm -hmm. year long, anything. If it serves you well, I love, love your word of your year. Remind Mm -hmm. everyone surrender. Why do you love that? For yourself, why because, is it making an impact a couple months in? Well, honestly, I can. It's something that I struggle with. Okay, um, surrender. So this is the next level of me growing, and for me, peace is always the underlying foundation. That is, that is the point of everything. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not 
your work, your family, your marriage, if all those things are not bringing you closer to peace, what is it for? Right. What is it for? Mm-hmm. Right. Peace is a result of living in a life in alignment, mm-hmm. right? And in order to live a life in alignment, I have to surrender to thinking I always know everything yeah. and the best things. So I'm working on surrendering to the flow of life, surrendering to change when when I can feel that there's a change that I need to make that would be peace-inducing rather than battling it out and then eventually succumbing to the peace, just surrendering. Mm-hmm. Rather than battling, I just want to surrender. I love it. And because that's the thing, we spend our lives – chasing this feeling of peace like we're chasing it and searching for it and searching for it and accomplishment and achievement and relationships and you know those external factors but really like peace will find you when you're in that alignment and staying in alignment and in tune is how to get there that's right like that is the point of life if not why are we Mm -hmm. doing all the other things for to feel like garbage Mm -hmm. that doesn't feel right Mm mm-hmm And I will also add and remind you of um, a two-part episode that we did not too long ago. If you are feeling more, uh, if you're feeling inclined to study a little bit more about peace, we did episodes 115 and 116 called 10 Ways to Feel Peace When Everything Seems to Be Falling Apart. That's worth revisiting or Mm -hmm. catch it if you haven't, if you didn't listen to it in the first place. Really, really good things to be thinking about if you are seeking for more peace in your life. Which... You should be. I mean, everyone. We all should be. I I would hope, right? If you haven't realized that true happiness is really about peace, like just sit with that thought for a minute. Yeah. And, And actually that's the perfect invitation to go out on. Sit with that thought. Also sit with the thought that popped into your mind while you were listening to this episode that maybe it isn't even related to anything we said because you probably felt something. And on that note, friends, we thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. Of course, we invite you to write those things down and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye guys. Bye.